been on worse time crunches, so we've kind of been like, oh, we rambled too long. Time to go. Time to yes. start. <laughs> um, we would have had more time, but someone didn't do their homework. You would have still filled in the time. That's rude. It's true, but it's rude. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Pointless Discourse with myself, Apocalypse, and D-Pain. My audacity just exploded all over the screen. <laughs> it, it decided to maximize itself, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> hello. <laughs> like, yes, I see you are recording. Um, hello, everybody. I am the D-Pain. Uh, I have fact today. Are you ready for fact? A fact relating to the show that we are currently watching through? Yes. For anyone that... who was accidentally stumbled upon here. Welcome to your stumblings. Wasn't there a, a website called Stumble Stumble Upon where you would just click it and it would take you to a random place on the internet? That sounds familiar. I remember using it and uh, a person saw me like scroll it, like just click on it and it went to a, a very questionable site and he's like, what are you looking at? I'm like, I don't know, man. I trusted I... the internet and it did not... <laughs> Oh, there was Google's I'm Feeling Lucky as well. There was that. I think it was pretty much that, but just stumble upon. A whole upon. browser, yeah. Yeah. Stumble yes. upon. If, Let's see. While D-Pain looks that up. Uh, yeah, yeah there it is. It still I've, exists. <laughs> I've lost them. I'm back. <laughs> I was just trying to say for any listeners who aren't familiar, uh, more Gravity Falls. We're yes. almost halfway through season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fun facts, though, we've been sharing fun facts. Also, uh, something that we, like, stopped saying because I think we just forgot is, um, there will be spoilers. <laughs> yes. We have been on worse time crunches, so we've kind of been like, oh, we rambled too long. Time to go. Time to yes. start. <laughs> um, we would have had more time, but someone didn't do their homework. You would have still filled in the time. That's rude. It's true, but it's <laughs> We do always banter. But yes, what is fact number 27? Yes, the the true hero of Gravity Falls. Um, Bill Cipher makes many unmentioned appearances. Uh, and it, I don't think it explains any of them. It just says Bill Cipher has appeared in some episodes as a hidden triangle. In fact, he can be seen in some episodes just watching the crew without them knowing. No examples. But we called out, yeah, we called out a few of them. When we can, when we find them. The wiki mm -hmm. is kind of good at saying, like, oh, by the way, he appeared. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess, uh, what the heck is on this wire? Um, just if people, if this is your first time listening and all this stuff, pretty much what we do is we roll dice, which I guess I should do soon. And uh, that will determine who is going to give an overview of the episode where we just kind of kind of go scene by scene pretty much. And then uh, we we share who our favorite character and who we feel the most like, because that's what we used to do with a lot of shows, which I guess, you know what, we should probably find a personality quiz if we haven't already i don't I know i was gonna say i believe that's why we started tracking this to see yeah. how accurate we really are because we used to take quizzes every podcast episode because i love online quizzes and being told things by the internet even though most of the time they're not good quizzes yeah 
like most of the BuzzFeed quizzes. <laughs> I was I was thinking about that this I think this weekend or this week, and I was like, I do miss that. <laughs> but a fun way to end it out. It is hard to share via audio, but we do try to read it out. Yeah, it's hard to share on audio, and then also like I think the bigger issue that we kept running into is that uh, not every quiz is is kept up to date. So like we would load it and there would have just broken like yeah or some of them just would just be blank things and you're like you can click things but what does it mean yeah um but yeah so anyway. when d pain brought up dice we rolled dice because we're both role-playing nerds um i am more okay i guess i should roll my dice now given oh. that izzy's giving me you ready for me to hit this my dice yeah phone? yeah oh my goodness I rolled a four. Oh my god. <laughs> it's finally my week. Good thing I just watched the episode and yeah. I revealed to any video viewers that I got a lot of mess on my phone because I tried a new recipe. So I have oh. my phone unlocked and splish splash. What kind of recipe? Lemongrass chicken. Ooh, that's good. Yeah, I, I don't before. know if I like the recipe I did, but I also found that I didn't have a lot of soy sauce left mm. and... I was just kind of wing jangling things together. Sorry, I also watched uh, um, You Suck at Cooking. Uh, I learned about French tacos. Okay. Uh, if you look up a French taco, it doesn't look like a taco at all. Okay, give me one second. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> let me go to images here. That's uh, that's a French fry, multiple French fries inside of there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, on a panini press. Mm-hmm. I give it a shot. I wouldn't yeah. call it a taco, but I, at the same time, I wouldn't give it a. You would eat it. I give it a shot. Yeah, it doesn't look terrible. It's just not a taco. Yeah, it's a panini press wrap with the French fries and everything inside. Yeah. yeah. It seems like something that would show up on like uh, dumpster dives and or whatever. <laughs> diners dives and yeah. It's Flavor Town. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yeah. Do you have anything else to add before we jump into the episode? Um, I really like what I made this week, but we're not a food podcast, so <laughs> I made a carbonara for the first time. Mm, carbonara is tasty. Yep. Uh, I had it. I'm I am part Italian, and I said on stream when I made it, I'm like I'm uh, my hand. I'm ironically almost did the the Italian thing while eating it, and I'm like I'm like the genes they know. <laughs> <laughs> you can't run away from the DNA. Yeah, <laughs> but go ahead. I get to sit back this week. I know you've had and what, give three color weeks commentary. In a row? I don't know. It feels like a lot. It's oh, in the spreadsheet. That's what. Oh yeah, three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I added mine in. So yes, so in this episode that I don't remember at all, I've watched Gravity Falls I, a few times, but I did not remember this episode at uh, all. Oh yeah, this episode I literally thought happened in season one. Like I remember bits and pieces, but I thought it happened in season one. But like as I'm watching it, I'm like, there's no way the events that could happen in this would make sense in season one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, given everything that's slowly revealed. That's yeah. Fair. I'm like, but I don't know why I thought this was, like, episode 10 of season one. (laughs) Yeah, so we open up 
like it's a very good lore episode but for me i don't know it's a fine episode overall but yeah we opened up and lazy susan is closing out the greasy diner or greasy's diner and she's doing normal things and then at one point she shouts at mcducket to get out of here as she's doing other normal lockup things with the possums Mc- yeah and the <laughs> mcducket is um underneath one of the tables and she like hits him with a broom and he runs off and she as she's leaving she's saying good night to various things around her she says like good night diner good night trees good night tiny men stealing my pie wait what <laughs> and she's lazy susan so she lifts <laughs> her one eyelid and uh we have the same gnomes that we've been seeing reoccurring throughout the series basically joking if you don't get this pie i'm gonna become a cannibal i'm so hungry right now <laughs> Mm-hmm. and uh he acts very friendly towards lazy susan and she starts screaming about what should i do what do i do she runs to a payphone and starts to dial 911 explaining everything that she's seeing and then you see two figures in uh hooded cloaks rushing towards her from the bushes and she's saying that it's unbelievable it's undescribable i don't know what's happening <sighs> and then they kidnap her while she's on the phone and she starts screaming and they drag her away into the night not a good uh, emergency services line. Yeah. <laughs> to which uh, we don't know who this is yet, but we see someone say it is unseen and they graffiti the symbol for the... Um, how It's just an eyeball with an X through it, right? Yeah. Yep, yeah. That's all it is. Uh, I was trying to think if there's a fancy way to describe it, but no, that's about it. Yeah. And then the gnomes are going back off to the pie, and they are able to grab it, and they run off and drop a slice. And Jeff, the gnome that is often talking in the show, goes, I was this close to eating you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Steve. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so then... We get the intro song, and then after the intro song, we see Dipper, who has his, basically, his yarn, his crazy board of trying to figure out who the authors of the journal are, and he gets upset because he's chewing on his thinking pen and breaks it, and it breaks in his (sighs) mouth, and he throws it into his box of thinking pens. (laughs) It reminded me of something I did with a pen once. (laughs) Do you remember gel pens? Were they Uh a a thing? Mm -hmm. So... I remember looking at it and I saw that like, I used it a bunch and the gel like wasn't all spread out. Like it was spread out, but it wasn't like it was like bubbles in my head. I'm like, well, I should be able to just blow into it and have all the ink go co- collect down at the bottom. Um, except in fifth grade, you kind of get inhale and exhale mixed up when you're thinking hard. And so mm-hmm. I sucked, and uh, my tongue turned uh, a pale purple. What did it taste like? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have been that bad then. Yeah, it was more just like it, it hit my tongue, and I ran to the bathroom. <laughs> I was expecting you to say that like you took like the tip of the pen. Don't mind me as mm-hmm. I fidget with pens while we meet. And that you tried to... like. You purposely tried to suck the ink towards you. So I guess this is less bad because you thought opposite, but you accidentally did the wrong thing. I I did do what you said. It's just (laughs) in my head, I thought it was going to go the other way. And I don't really know why. That's okay. You were a kid then. I'll go with that excuse. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so as Dipper is dealing with his board and his thinking pens breaking in his mouth, and you have Mabel run up screaming that she got something, 
And Dipper's like, yay, a gross green bottle. She's <laughs> like, no, it's a message from Amanda, remember? He was part fish, part shirtless guy. <laughs> and she freaks out thinking like, what if he wants to get back together? And Dipper was like, I wouldn't get your hopes up. She's like, my hopes are so high. They're through the roof. <laughs> and she's like scree uh, squealing as she pulls out the letter. And she starts out, dear Mabel. And she's so excited. It is with a heavy heart. So far, so good. <laughs> that I must inform you that I'm getting married. She starts freaking out. And Dipper's like, ah, yep. There it is. <laughs> and then she pulls out a picture that shows that Mermando is being forced in an arranged marriage with the queen of the manatees. And Dipper is like, you'll get over him. And then uh, Dipper looks at the, or Mabel looks at the picture and is like, she's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and it's literally Mermando frowning with a, mer uh, a manatee in a dress with boobs. <laughs> um Yes, Mabel proceeds to go over how every one of her crushes over the summer has been terrible. Uh, she has her own collage. Because in the beginning of the show, we know that she likes to scrapbook and everything like that. So she has Norman, who turned out to be a bunch of gnomes. She has Gideon, who's a child psycho. There's Gabe Benson, who made out with his own hands. <laughs> yeah. And then now she points out that Mermando is like another failed crush for her. And Dipper is like, uh, look... I'm still struggling with everything, so it's not just you. Like, the summer's bad for both of us. And Mabel happens to catch through, like, a magnifying glass pointing at the laptop that is now destroyed that they were trying to get access to through Bill Cipher. Um, it is labeled with McGucket Labs on it. And, oh yeah, it's through the bottle. She sees it mm -hmm. zoomed in. And Dipper goes, old man McGucket? And Mabel's like, do you think? And Dipper goes, it couldn't be. It doesn't make any sense unless, and then c proceeds to connect all of his <laughs> lines back to a picture of McGucket. And he goes, wait, this and this and the name of this. So that would mean old man McGucket wrote the journal. And then they cut back to the mystery shack as Dipper has this revelation. There's real quick. There's one thing that I do like that is written on McGucket's picture and it just says not likely and it seems like it's answering dippers like that means he's the one who wrote the journal and like i just looked over and it's just not likely <laughs> <laughs> that is funny and then there's a boom box with the lyrics of a rap song am i blanching girl we blanching i live up in a mansion am i blanching girl we blanching i live up in a mansion and you have Suze who's rapping alongside it while he's sweeping and wendy who screams he's like i can't get this terrible song out of my head and Susie Suze explains the song title is straight blanching by little big dog and that's the catchiest song of the summer and when he's like, what is planching? Rappers can't just make up words. And Seuss is like, rappers are visionaries, Wendy. If they told me to eat my own pants, I would. And the boombox in the background goes, eat your own pants. Eat your own pants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Seuss uh, proceeds to unzip his pants and goes, I have no other choice. <laughs> so blanching is actually a real thing. Vegetables, right? Yeah, it's a cooking term. I, I'm like, I heard of it. And I'm like, yeah, let me just look it up real quick. And that's when you boil food and then put it into ice water very quickly yes yeah. yeah i mostly see that technique used for vegetables where like you don't want to boil away the nutrients but you don't want them to be like raw mm. yep at least that's what that one article said and <laughs> i'm not going down a rabbit hole for for that okay so then dipper and mabel excitedly run into the mystery shack and 
Dipper says, Wendy, Seuss, we gotta go see Old Man and Gucket right now. And Mabel goes, we'll explain on the way. And she starts to, um, they all start to leave. And Stan is like, wait, what about work? And why is Seuss eating his own pants? (laughs) (laughs) Excellent questions. (laughs) So then they end up in the junkyard for McGucket. And Dipper is like, are you here? And Seuss is like, here, hillbilly, billy, 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 (laughs) calling out. And um, they look out and they see amongst the pile of uh, rubbish, more or less, uh, on an aluminum wall, Nate and Lee, who are the other teenagers that we haven't really seen for a few episodes, uh, are writing graffiti and they wrote Mick Suck It. And they're like, that's good. And Lee's like, yeah, it took an hour to think of this, but it was (laughs) worth it. (laughs) And they run off. And that's when old man McGucket comes out and he's like, wait, McSucket? They got me good. (laughs) (laughs) You salt licking horn swaggling? No. (laughs) (laughs) So he sees the group and he tells them to come in, come inside since they're visitors. And he says to pull up some rusty metal. You're just in time for my hourly turf war with a hillbilly that lives in the mirror. And he starts yelling at his own reflection in the bathtub. He goes, quit staring at me when I bathe. And they're like, hmm. Okay, and Dipper thinks that he's acting and says for him to drop the act and that he knows he's the author that studied the mysteries of this town and wrote the book and he holds up the journal. And uh, Wendy explains like, oh, you're the genius that Dipper's been looking for all summer. McGuckick uh, explains that he is not a genius. He has never done anything worthwhile in his life and he everyone knows he's no good to nobody and he can't even remember what he used to be and it must have been a big failure to end up like this. And Seuss points out that the laptop has his name on it. And Dipper starts flipping through the journal saying, like, you don't remember writing any of this. And McGucket uh, agrees. He's like, I don't remember everything. Everything before 1982 is just a blur to me and it's hazy. And then you see the crossed out eyeball again and he starts freaking out. He's like, oh, the blind eye uh, robes the men. My mind. They did something. And Dipper's like, who? And McGucket's like, oh, I, 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 I can't remember. So Mabel's like, oh no, now your mind's all... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And that he must have been through something intense. The best terminology. Mm -hmm. Blows raspberry. Mm -hmm. So then uh, Dipper was like, oh, you know what it must be? He must have learned something he wasn't supposed to know. And these people, they must have done something to mess with his mind. We've got to figure out what's going on. So Wendy looks at McGucket and says, what's the earliest thing you can remember? And then McGucket pulls out a newspaper article and they point out that it's from the History Museum. And Dipper goes, okay, that's where we're going. So then the song proceeds to play straight Blanchin, to which Wendy freaks out, takes a CD out of the car uh, CD player, throws it out the window, says, I'll buy you a new one, Seuss. <laughs> Seuss just looks angrily from the others. It's the, the third emotion he shows. Confusion... <laughs> happiness and then just anger (laughs) Mm -hmm. so uh they crawl in through the windows of the history museum that is very much abandoned looking and seuss is calling out to see if anyone is there and dipper says to keep your eyes out for anything suspicious and mabel walks by this uh like stuffed cat thing like you would see at the history museums Mm. and she just sighs and when he's like "Uh uh-oh you're not good you walked past the cat and you'd even try to pet it (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like I wasn't, I wasn't looking at the at the. I never look at Zoom, and then it's just you stop talking. It's like, 
did her internet freeze again? <laughs> Not again. I was expecting to see. <laughs> um, but yes. So then Mabel um, re retells Wendy about all her failed summer romances, and that everything around her reminds her of everything. There's a a heart in a formaldehyde jar. There's a romantic diorama. And then there is a poster that has Gabe on it. She's like, even this poster of my most recent ex-crush. <laughs> and when she pulls the poster away behind it is several times uh, from, you know, her other <laughs> her other episodes of having crushes on people. And she's like, oh, come on. <laughs> that that did make me laugh. Like, I forgot that <laughs> happened. And then that showed up. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Dipper keeps poking at McGucket. Like, do you remember anything yet? Do you remember anything? And Seuss ends up pointing down the hallway where you see um, a figure who is clearly in, like, a hood and cloak, like, from the beginning of the episode, begins to run away. And uh, they run into a room and they find a whole bunch of eyes everywhere. And uh, McGucket says, well, kettle my corn, he vanishified. <laughs> <laughs> and Dipper's like, it doesn't make sense. Where did he go? And McGucket is like, I feel these eyeballs are all watching me. And Dipper goes, wait. They actually are all pointing to you. And he t- tells them to step aside. And they see one eye in the center. And Dipper is like, oh, if I push it, it's a secret passageway. <laughs> and it opens up, sure enough, uh, behind the fireplace. McGucket says, we'll have to be stealthy. I'll handbone a message if there's trouble. And he starts to slap his arms and legs. And the subtitle say, coyotes are coming for sweetbreads. And Dipper just stares blankly at him and goes, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> <laughs> But then they all head downstairs anyway, and they find a whole group of men in these uh, hooded robes that are speaking Latin. Uh, do you want to take this one away, since you've been doing a lot of the other episodes with Latin in them? Uh, the Novus Ordo Seclorium, which is, <laughs> according to the transcript here, is Latin for New Order of the Ages. I think Hop is just making me say this in case it does summon any something into reality yeah you can have them in your apartment you'll have more people to help you with it in my house there's only two of us and two rabbits <laughs> this this doesn't help with the thing i was talking about earlier <laughs> <laughs> um but yes so they watch quietly and they ask who the sub uh the leader asks who the subject of the meeting is and they bring over lazy susan and put her down blindfolded and Mabel seems confused at what's happening and even like goes, Lazy Susan. And the leader asks, what is it that they have seen? And everybody else shouts, speak. And Lazy Susan's sitting there. It's like, uh, I was leaving the diner and I saw these little bearded doodads. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and um, the leader says, they're there. And proceeds to pull out what looks like a ray gun out of a box. And everybody else pulls down their hoods. And he says, you won't be like, blah, for much longer. And Lazy Susan's like, what is that gizmo? It looks like a hairdryer. Are you guys barbers? And he proceeds to zap her with a gun and she screams and her eyes dilate very big. And he tests her again and says, Lazy Susan, what do you know of little bearded men? She says, my mind is cleared thanks to the society of the blind eye. <laughs> and they all shout, it is unseen. <laughs> That's I like the their catchphrase. <laughs> their catchphrase <laughs> is, it is unseen. They have a few other ones that made me laugh. Uh, and I'm forgetting. Well, we'll get to them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Dipper realizes that they've erased part of her memory. 
and McGucket ham bones. Oh, and an, expli- an expletive. And uh, Dipper turns around asking if they've seen it. And Seuss being mean behind the curtains is like, they should have wiped off that awful mascara. And Mabel is like, I think she looks beautiful, Seuss. And when he's like, she's doing the best she can, Seuss. <laughs> and Seuss is like, whoa, that touched a nerve. <laughs> so then the leader asks Lazy Susan how she feels. And she says, I feel great. I can't even remember what was wrong or what I'm doing here or if I'm a man or a woman. <laughs> and he proceeds to say that her memories will be safe with them and will be buried in the hollow forgotten and removes a tube from the ray gun that he pulled out and writes on it, uh, parentheses, lazy Susan Wentworth. And they chant, uh, into the hall of the forgotten. And um, at the end, they've been like, oh, good chanting, boys. Have you guys been practicing? Very proud of each other. And the leader says the meeting is adjourned. And then they say, unsee you later. Yes, that, that was all <laughs> that made me laugh. <laughs> um so Dipper uh, puts two and two together and goes, oh, this is amazing. It's a society of evil mind erasers. I bet they erased your mind a long time ago. If we could only find where your memories are being hidden, it could be the key to unlocking all the mysteries of Gravity Falls, which, you know, is always Dipper's thing. So then he asks that Mabel, Wendy, uh, stay back and make sure the robe guys don't come back. And Wendy uh, messes with Mabel's hair and calls it Girls Club. And Dipper picks out Seuss. Uh, himself and McGucket are going to go find the actual Hall of the Forgotten. And then Seuss's hat ends up uh, sucked into the pipe, which is how they sent the stuff to the uh, Hall of the Forgotten through all these uh, old like messenger tubes throughout the place. So Dipper shouts to follow the hat. But then a society member um, hears them and asks if someone's there. And they freak out and go, what do we do? Where do we go? And then they cut slightly to find themselves dressed up in like one of the, it kind of reminds me of the one where they time traveled back and there's like the covered wagon and then Seuss yes. is a lady in a dress holding a baby dipper and there's McGucket <laughs> standing next to him. And <laughs> yes, they're trying to be a diorama. So one of the um, members comes and keeps trying to put McGucket's eyes together, but they keep uh, separating and looking apart. And he says that, wow, these are poorly made. And the other member there is saying that they uh, swore they heard somebody. And then the first one's like, it's probably just the janitor kissing that wax settler woman again. And they're like, oh, I wish I could erase that from my memory (laughs) as they go to leave. And uh, Dipper catches Seuss's hat going through the tubes. So he says, keep following it. Hurry. And McGilkit says, honey, foglin, salt, licking, skullduggery. (laughs) Man, you're going to teach me some of those old man swear words. <laughs> <laughs> so then you have Mabel and Wendy kind of sitting together, uh, just watching over the main chamber. Drink, drink, and, drink. Yeah, take drink. <laughs> What's the... If I if uh, I had it, just every time you took a drink for the audio listeners, have the Minecraft... <laughs> it's always fun. But yeah, so Mabel is explaining to Wendy, she's like... Uh, I hug a lot. I can burp the alphabet. I have scratch and sniff clothing. Why do? Why does every guy leave me? And when he's like, "Who cares? Boys are the worst. You should get. Um, you shouldn't get hung up on it." Uh, says Wendy, who has how many ex boyfriends? Thirty-two. <laughs> but she, but she breaks up with all of them. They never mm-hmm. break up with her. But Mabel's like, maybe I come on too strong. So then Wendy is like, pretend I'm a boy, and she changes her hair to a mustache and then moves the hat around and goes, "Mmm, testosterone." <laughs> 
And Mabel goes, hi, I'm Mabel. I'm 12 and I own a pig. Want to get married? And Wendy laughs and goes, you know what? That's perfect. Uh, and says that she should just forget about guys. And then Mabel uh, goes, you know what? You're right. I should. And picks up a memory gun. He's like, you know what? If I just type in some romances into this thing, I won't feel bad about them anymore. And when he's like, hold on. No, 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 no. Uh, you could accidentally <laughs> erase like learning how to read or breathe. And Mabel goes, or one of those terrible summer songs you can't get out of your head to entice Wendy to do it as well. And then um, the boys find themselves in what is known as the Hall of the Forgotten, where there are memory tubes stacked all the way up to the ceiling. And Seuss points out, he's like, look at all these tubes. People must have been getting their minds erased all over town. And Dipper looks around, and he ends up finding a tube titled Robbie V Memories. So Seuss puts it into the viewing machine, and they watch it. And they say, Robbie, what is it that you have seen? And he says, so I was attacked by this magic kung fu guy that was throwing like balls of fire at me. I kicked his butt, though. <laughs> and the leader goes, Robbie, speak honestly. And he goes, I was saved by a 12-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Dipper is confused. He's like, why are they erasing everyone's memories? I don't get it. McGucket finds one uh, labeled his own name. And he says, it's those words that people call me. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> so seuss is like oh we did it we found him and mcguckett's like grabby grabby but then once he gets it it sets off an alarm and um wendy uh is still saying like are you sure this is a good idea and mabel says all ideas are good ideas and before she can actually shoot herself with a memory gun uh wendy points out can you hear that and then McGucket starts screaming, the alarm in my brain is ringing again. <laughs> <laughs> and he's standing on top of, like, the pedestal holding his canister while this large stone eye that's glowing red starts to point at him. <laughs> and the, a society member shows up and he goes, halt, who's there? So they all proceed to run as they're getting chased. And McGucket says, oh, you've really tarted up now, Fiddleford. This is all your fault. Why does my beard have a bandage? Does that even make sense? Why is no one pointing that out? I find this line really interesting, personally. <laughs> he just randomly becomes sentient that his beard has had a band-aid in it for... <laughs> well, it's the first time... Doesn't It's like the first time he says his name, isn't it? Oh, that is also true. With him kind of cracking the, uh, the like, stuff. Yeah, the old memory blocker. Because <laughs> it's just like... It's like everything he does up to this point is like complete nonsense. And then it's like, it's like at least in me, and I could be forgetting, maybe there's another part, part where like. His first like, name's mentioned. His first name's mentioned, but it's like, I think it's the first time like him. It it says it like that I can remember saying it himself, but then also like questioning what he's doing. Like mm -hmm. everything else is like, I want to build, I build giant death robots because of. My son won't pay attention my to son, me. My son, my ex-wife like sued me or like my wife broke up with me and it's just like he builds like all these like like extreme contraptions and robots and stuff but it's just like and like even the episode where he makes the potion to change dipper's voice but like he <clears throat> like he doesn't like question the morality he doesn't question like how it's done he just does it does it mm -hmm. That's a same good with like building uh gideon's metal Mega robot yeah his big version of himself like he doesn't there's like no questions just like just doing it <laughs> he does also say at one point is this a bad idea and goes oh well, oh well. yeah <laughs> and like continues working on it yeah so yeah neat thing to point out but yeah so then dipper 
uh, looking out, um, says that he believes that they're safe, but then hands reach out from the shadows and cover Dipper and Seuss's eyes. And Seuss is like, oh, are we playing guess who, dude? Dude, I know it's you, Dipper. Such big, strong hands. And they get pulled away <laughs> and dragged off. And they find that everyone, including Mabel and Wendy, has been tied to a pole. And the leader explains that he should they shouldn't have come here because they don't give up their secrets lightly. And Wendy shouts, who are you bathrobe wearing freaks? And Dipper's like, why are you doing this? And Mabel's like, what is with your creepy British accent? And the lady's like, you know what? I suppose we're going to erase your minds anyway. So one by one, they all put their hoods back. And Mabel's like, Toby determined. Dipper's like, bud gleeful. Wendy's like, that farmer guy. (laughs) And then, yeah, there's a member of Tats behind him. And Sue says, creepy dude who married a woodpecker. You too? How's that marriage going, by the way? And the woodpecker guy staring at the woodpecker is like, oh, great, great. And then leans in and whispers to Seuss, even though the woodpecker is still on his shoulder, not great. (laughs) (laughs) He should be in more episodes. (laughs) And the leader says that they've never met him before, and he proceeds to bring his hood back, and it reveals a bald tattooed head and a red scar over one eye. He says he is blind Ivan, and they are the Society of the Blind Eye. And they all do a gesture by moving their arms away from their faces. And they said that their founder was from long ago, ages ago. Uh, does anyone remember who it was? And they were like, <laughs> we've been using that ray on our brains an awful lot. <laughs> um, but yeah, I as you look at Blind Ivan, he is basically like that chart of like the skull from when they believed in phrenology and stuff. They're like, knowledge is here. And like all the different sections of the brain are sectioned mm-hmm. off. He kind of has like a Squidward-sized head because it's a very big skull. <laughs> Would he be that Squidward that gets like punched in the face and it's like beautiful Squidward or whatever it is? Handsome Squidward. That's I. I think it's been said on the show. I don't. I only know snippets of SpongeBob. I I don't remember a lot. I know he rips his pants. And I swear. They did. Oh yeah, the sentence enhancers. <laughs> oh yes. Um, but yeah, so then we have, um, there's the explanation, uh, Dipper's like, what do you do? What do you gain for this? And as he starts to speak, they share images of, it looks like a man drinking coffee witnesses some octopus creature take a truck of lumber away and he does a spit take and then he can't sleep at night. Eventually he is in the society layer and uses the ray on himself. Three members are then seen wiping the memories of an elderly couple who witnessed a giant eyeball. And in town, we see the side effects of the ray on three people. One ends up, uh, one is blocking blankly. Another runs into a telephone pole. One splashes a water bottle on their own face. And like, they have a very blank expression. And uh, Blind Ivan explains that Gravity Falls is plagued with supernatural strangeness. Uh, No one knew how to stop the things that went bump in the night. So our founder invented the next best thing, a way for us to forget. We took it upon ourselves to help the troubled townsfolk by erasing the memories of the strange things they've seen. Now the people of Gravity Falls go about their lives ignorant and happy, thanks to us. And as a perk, we help ourselves forget things that trouble us. Everyone has something they'd rather forget. In fact, your own sister was about to use that ray on herself. Isn't that right? And Dipper is surprised and is like, Mabel? Seriously? And she looks ashamed and is like, maybe... Dipper's like, don't you see? This is ruining lives. What about old man McGucket? He lives in a hut and talks to animals thanks to you. Don't you feel bad about that? And uh, Blind Ivan says, hmm, maybe a little. Little. Shoots himself the ray. But not anymore. 
I did it's realize, a, though, with the what um, Mabel wanted to forget with Summer Romances, that means she would also forget Kraz and, and Xyler. Oh, no, her dream boys. Uh, yeah. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they uh, extend outside of a Summer Romance. But yeah, it's maybe just, they've been a romance, like, ever since they were they're, acting. They're, <laughs> they're the goal. They just, uh, she wouldn't have had the romance bit with them in, um, Dreamscapers. Yeah, Dreamscapers. Um, but yes. So, uh, Blind Ivan says you won't be sharing what you've learned here with anybody else and says say goodbye to your summer as he starts to type in summer into the ray gun and begins to aim it at them. Mm. And Sue says, guys, if we're going to forget everything, I got some stuff I want to get off my chest. Mabel, for half the summer, I thought your name was Mabel, like the syrup. Nobody corrected me. And Mabel shouts, I only left some of my stuffed animals and the guilt is killing me. And Dipper admits, sometimes I use big words and I don't know what they actually mean. I mean, I'm supposed to be the smart guy. If I'm not the smart guy, who am I? And Wendy's like, Wendy's like okay, I'm not actually back. I'm stressed like 24-7. Have you met my family? <laughs> and Dipper uh, says, I'm going to miss you guys. And Seuss uh, goes, Maple. <laughs> <laughs> um, so all the members of the society begin to cover their faces with their hoods. And Blind Ivan tells them to stop being babies. But then a mining pan comes flying out of nowhere like a frisbee and knocks the gun out of Ivan's hand. And he goes, owie. <laughs> <laughs> As McGucket proceeds to run past him and surprises the rest of the members and everybody... Um, uh, from the mystery shack he's like oh, mcgucket and he frees them with an axe and he goes i raided the mining display for weapons now fight like a hillbilly fellers <laughs> so everyone grabs their different weapons they've got banjos stuffed raccoons and stuff of that Sue grabs an informational display about dysentery the 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 most the scariest weapon of all <laughs> <laughs> and Sue says nobody better miss and blind ivan says they know too much don't let them escape so wendy um says to shouts to get this song out of your head and is attacking them seuss uh holds up the sign and he goes this is gonna get you dog and chases after him <laughs> as the member runs away scared and dipper points out mcguckett's memory tube and taps from the bar is like oh no you don't <laughs> uh so dipper proceeds to put it in the transport tube and it finds its way to mabel and he shouts at mabel to catch it and then sprout uh He was an old man. Yeah, is he in? The, is he labeled in the show earlier? Um, I, mean, I can look it up. I, is he the farmer guy? Oh, he might be the farmer guy. Uh, I'll um, find out one second. Yes. yes. Yeah, okay. he's he's the guy that sells um Mabel or the the pig. Mm, I the think. Guess yeah. the weight of the pig. He guess the weight of the pig, and then he's also the one that's like, oh, I guess we're uh, selling uh, torches now. <laughs> So, yeah. Yes, he's a, uh, he takes it and says that the, uh, Dipper is no match for the unstoppable power of, and his robe comes off and gets caught in the tube, and he's just in his underwear. He's like, that's right, everybody. I don't wear nothing under my robe. Not going to apologize for that. Maybe y'all should apologize for being a bunch of prudes. And everybody <laughs> freaks out and goes, ew. So <laughs> As <Seuss> they should. <laughs> like, and Seuss is like, whoa, time to erase that forever. But before he can shoot himself to erase that memory, uh, Ivan snatches it from him. And he says they give him the tube. And Dipper says, never. The memory belongs to McGucket. So Ivan says that the society secrets belongs to them. And he corners them and begins to point the rays at them. And he goes, end of the line. By tomorrow, this wall seemed like a bad dream. Say goodbye to your precious memories. And Dipper um, shields his eyes and is screaming and finds out that McGucket has actually jumped in front of the whole group. 
catching the ray. And Dipper's like, McGucket, you took a bullet for me. As McGucket gets shot with the ray a second time. And he's like, oh my god, are you okay? <laughs> Why like, isn't this working? <laughs> <laughs> McGucket's like, okay, as I'll ever be. And Dipper's like, what? And yeah, as D-Pain said, uh, <laughs> Blind Ivan's freaking out about it not working. And McGucket's like, hit me with your best shot, Baldy, but my mind's been gone for 30-odd years. You can't break what's already broken. <laughs> Say goodnight, Sally. And he headbutts Ivan, and the rest of the... You f- they find that the rest of the society members have all been tied up. Mm-hmm. Ivan's shouting to unhand them. And Mabel's like, it's not so fun being tied up, is it? Huh? Want to draw on their faces? And Ivan's like, what? And Mabel comes out and crosses out and Ivan's knowledge Ivan's knowledge tattoo and places it with butts. It's like, that's not funny. Dipper's like, it's pretty funny. And Seuss is like, it's objectively funny. <laughs> <laughs> and they, uh, Ivan says that they'll get their revenge and uh, they'll never forget what they've done. And then he proceeds to type in the, sci- sci- the Society of the Blind Eye onto the ray gun. And Dipper's like, you know what? I think you just might forget it. And uh, says, say cheese as he shoots them all. And they all begin to protest until the ray gun fires, flashing the screen to white. And then later you're at the museum and the various society members are walking out in normal clothes. And Dipper makes his whole spiel saying, thanks for uh, visiting the museum for gold miner appreciation night. Be sure to tip the gold miner on your way out. And Mm -hmm. Ivan's like, what's my name? Where am I? And Dipper's like, oh, might have overdone that one. <laughs> so Mabel comes out. Your name is Toot Toot McBumbersnazzle. You're a traveling banjo mistral with a song in your heart and funny tattoos on your head. And Ivan goes, Yes, I am Toot Toot McBumbersnazzle. And he starts to cheers and starts singing, Toot Toot is my name. Good <laughs> <laughs> thing he actually knows how to play the <laughs> the banjo. <laughs> and Dipper says that uh, asks McGucket if he's ready to see his memories to find out who he really is. And McGucket admits he's like, What if I don't like what I actually see? And Mabel's like, well, we've come all this way. So they put the tube on, and on the screen we see McGucket 30 years younger, and it says day one in the bottom corner. And uh, McGucket goes, or no, on tape, it's McGucket saying, my name is Fiddle Ford Hadron McGucket, and I wish to unsee what I have seen. And current time, McGucket goes, sweet sarsaparilla. (laughs) (laughs) So then we have younger McGucket explaining that he was working as a visiting researcher, He's been cataloging his findings about Gravity Falls in a series of journals. Uh, he was working as an assistant for this visiting researcher. And the visiting researcher is the one with the journals. And that Fiddleford had helped him build a machine, which he believed it had the potential to, fe- to benefit all of mankind, but it went wrong along the ways. So he decided to quit the project. But now uh, Fiddleford lies awake at night, haunted by the thoughts of what he's done. He believes he, has, believes he has invented a machine that can permanently erase the memories from his mind. So he said, he holds up the memory erasing ray, says test subject one, fiddle forward, shoots it, and it goes to static, and it goes to day five. And he goes, it worked. It, I can't recall a thing. And then it flashes forward, day 22. And he's like, I'll call it the Society of the Blind Eye. We'll help those who want to forget by erasing their bad memories. And then day 74, things are, like, becoming worse. It's clearly disheveled, and his lab is not really much of a lab anymore. And he says, today I came across a colony of little men. Very disturbing. I would like to forget seeing this. He uses the ray again. Day 189, his arm is in a cast. His lab is 
very bad and he says i accidentally hit another car in town today i feel terrible it's terrible i've been forgetting words lately i wonder if there are any negative side effects too boop (laughs) (laughs) Uh, he has a beard and it says that um it's day 273 he says he saw something in the lake something big he rips out his hair uh day 618 you see him kind of descend into the mcgucket that we see now he says, my hair has been a fallen out, so I got this hat from a scarecrow. Here, are my, hey, are my pants backwards? And then there's static, and McGucket is wild-eyed and filming from a junkyard, maniacally giggling and speaking gibberish. Um, if you want to say it. Uh, he he does a little uh, symbol for the true hero. <laughs> the true protagonist. It does the triangle around his eye. As he goes and... Oh, and, but he's like... Uh, but yeah so mabel says that she's so sorry that mcguck uh about mcguckett's past and mcguckett's like ah hush you kids help me get my memories back just like you said and mabel's like well did you want those memories back mcguckett says after all these years he can um he finally knows who he was maybe he might have messed up in the past but now that he's seen what's happened he can begin to put himself together again and then proceeds to ham bone thanks for opening my eyes Dipper says, no clue what that means, but wait, if you're not the author, but you worked with him, do you remember who he was? McGuckett says, it's beginning to come back, but I need more time and reading glasses, heck, and spits. I got some remembering to do. And then Wendy uh, looks at Mabel and says, do you still want to erase those failed summer romances? And Mabel's like, you know, no one likes having bad memories, but maybe it's better to remember the bad things and learn from them rather than than go to all denial, crazy, trying to forget. Mm. And Wendy's like, that's a mature junk right there, Mabel. And Mabel's like, yep, Miss Mature, that's me. Hey, you want to help me vandalize this picture of my jerky ex-crush? And they begin <laughs> doodling on Gabe's face. And when they get into the car, Wendy says, you know what? Going on this big adventure actually made me get that stupid song out of my head. And as soon as Sue starts the car, he goes, nice. And the song starts playing. And Wendy freaks out. He's like, oh, come on. Rightfully so. <laughs> and we come to the very end. And we see McGucket sit in the back of a car with Dipper flipping through a journal saying it's all so familiar. It's almost like I can remember. And then you see uh, Stan um, beginning to turn on the universe portal and things are getting sucked through it. And as he's pouring fuel in, he says, all right, you're getting closer. Every day it's getting stronger. He goes, yes, a fly. Uh, like I said, things are flying around in the room. And he says, I don't care if it's dangerous. I don't care how long it takes. I'm gonna pull this off no one's gonna get my way and as he's saying this a picture of dipper and mabel are slowly coming into focus and end scene mm-hmm. i i do like this episode i i think uh as you were saying it does show a bunch of uh fun little neat things um yeah let's see I looked it up because I was curious. 618 days is like almost a year and a half. Oh. <laughs> him shooting himself. Um, with a memory racing gun, not with an actual gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just scanning real quick through the things. Um, but uh, I think for the continuity, I'm not really... I don't know. They're... I think we kind of mentioned most of them, st- most of the things. Throughout the episode. Yeah. Um, let's see. 
Trivia normally has some fun things. Uh, different board that's set with characters. These include McGucket, which, as we mentioned, not, likey, like, not likely. Schmipper, which is the, is that the old printer. He's the old man. Uh, oh. No, it's the one of the young kids uh, that in the second episode is like, I'm glad we're out here fishing with you, Grandpa. The perfect grandkids. <laughs> yeah. it's. Uh, I don't know what Schmiffer, which one Schmiffer is. Uh, Lazy Susan, To Be Determined, or Toby Determined, uh, The Lefty Robot, which... The Lefty Robot is a robot disguised as a resident of Gravity Falls. The left side of the robot resembles a human male. It always faces left due to visible little green creatures working its body on the right side. <laughs> uh, the Summerween Super Worker with a, <laughs> that has a note that says, hates us. An unnamed veteran, which note says, weird stash. Uh, oh, okay. He It's just this random just old dude. Yeah, some yeah. background character. Unnamed biker who is in... Uh, hangs out, taps on a name woman with a headband with a note that says what, and Alex Hirsch, which with a note that says who. Um, and then it has everyone here. Um, people who have their memories erased include Miss Gleeful, P- Pacifica Northwest, Robbie, uh, Lazy Susan, Old Man McGucket, Preston Northwest, uh, Jeffrey Canuck. Uh, I don't know who that is. It doesn't have a link to his Not name. Linked, yeah. Uh, and then uh, the members of the Blind Eye Society. Um, oh, but this is interesting. It's, uh, it says, however, uh, Toby determined and four other members were not with those who were tied up and shot with a memory gun, along with the two unidentified people. Uh, they act the, in the same manner as those who were the minds erased, which means it was a result of an animation error. His memory was erased off screen. Or C, Toby is faking and in fact remembers everything, but knows it's better no but knows better than to show it. Um yeah, so but apparently there's a couple people that may or may not have had their memory erased. Dun dun dun. Um scrolling through that's kinda that looks like the main things. Um Oh, okay. So, and at the end, when Old Man McGucket in his memory says, Avru Yerxis uh, Gersmorph informs the Triangle of Zai, he's actually speaking uh, Atbash. I don't know what language that is. Let's click here. It's an Atbash cipher. Oh, whoops. It said right there. Uh, and a mono alphabetic uh, substitution cipher originally used to encrypt the Hebrew alphabet. Um, so, but that, um, apparently translates using that cipher, Bill Cipher Triangle. Hmm. And then, uh, yeah, and then the little thing at the end, as they always show, is, uh, the cryptogram, ignorance is bliss, but bliss is boring. (laughs) So... So I'm looking at the illusions then, since I think you got through most of the trivia, right? Yeah, I kind of just skipped through it, because there, there's a lot, and I'm like, I don't feel like going through every single thing here. Like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. Some it didn't seem like there's a lot of things that stuck out. 
Um, so yeah, so just some... Yeah, the only interesting thing I think out of the illusions that it hasn't been talked about at all is that McGucket's middle name is a nod to the Large Hadron Collider. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but otherwise everything else is pretty small. So well, I do have a question for you. Do you now? Would you use the gun? No, because as Mabel said, it's better off to learn from things that are poop than to not learn about them at all. I never said I on yourself. I had therapy this morning. Hmm? I never said on yourself. Oh, okay. Well, I had therapy this morning, so <laughs> yay. <laughs> was it rescheduled? I guess it was. Yeah, it was. Because um, her job observes Juneteenth on Monday. Oh, yeah, that did happen. <laughs> Can I know you tell some that places my work doesn't... Yeah. Oh, yeah, some places observe it on Friday, some on Monday, and some places just don't get off for either one. Yep. I remember a conversation um, with one of the owners when they asked if we would get off for Martin Luther King Day, and their response was, do you see any black people working here? Hmm. So that will probably show uh, <laughs> if we're getting off for that day. Uh, there are there are one, there are black people that work there now, but hmm. that did not change their opinion. Hmm. Yeah, that, anyway. that's my reaction too. I'm like, hmm. <laughs> hmm. I'm not gonna say more about this <laughs> about the employer, <laughs> but it does do a lot of hmms. But anyway, hmm. who's uh? Who's your favorite character? <sighs> favorite? I do like the storyline for McGucket. It's a very good storyline. If I can ever convince you to watch Adventure Time and stick with it for a while. <laughs> um, Ice King has a very interesting storyline that I think is uh, like this one. But more heartstrings than McGucket's. As you said, um, you know how to make it happen. We just have to plan make it. it part of the make it part of the podcast. <laughs> but as far as like general favorite... I do like Wendy this episode. She does have mm. a little bit more airtime, and she is trying to be the cool teenager that's like, don't worry about it. You're so young that, like, you know, it's one summer. Um, Blind Ivan is funny in a very stupid way. <laughs> don't write on my forehead. It's not funny. No, it's pretty funny. <laughs> Just <But> I... <laughs> mm, But... I actually think I'm going to skip ahead. I'm going to say that I'm most like Wendy this episode. Trying to uh, just be the person like. that's like. Yeah, because I was thinking about it. At first I was going to put Wendy as favorite, but I was like, oh, but that's also most like. Because I also get annoyed when there's popular songs and they're just playing all the time. And I'm like, <laughs> please, please get it off the radio. I want to listen to anything else. You, you literally can listen to anything else. You can change the radio station. But when... Three of the four radio stations you have pre-programmed start playing the same song just slightly different times. Yeah, I've had that happen. <laughs> Don't you have a phone? Just plug in phone. <laughs> this is no. I'm talking about at the time when phone was an option to phone. Listen to music. No, phone is always option. Yeah, you can listen to your chip tune. Bitunes. Uh, yeah, you have uh, headstrong to take you on. <laughs> Blink 182 does very well as a bit tune. Wow, well, my knee. <laughs> that didn't feel good. <laughs> um, I guess if I I skipped ahead to most like because I think I need more time for favorites. So okay. Who would you say you're most like? Um, 
I don't really have an answer for either. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to... Let me just scroll down to characters. I I was like thinking about it this whole episode, and I'm like, I I don't know. Are uh, you lazy, Susan? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think so. I um. You said you did say you had a bunch of uh, random thoughts the other night. Like, what if all this stuff is actually happening to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's uh. Yeah, I guess she does go on a tirade about that. I don't know. It's a... Uh, but she's, like, just there and gone. <laughs> just, like... <laughs> she's there for, like, a, a total of, what, maybe five minutes? Yeah. But it's just, like, uh... <laughs> I don't know. But I could also see myself, like, saying what Jeff says to the other <laughs> gnomes, but, like, more in jest than, like, actually... <laughs> Saying I'm gonna commit this cannibalism. Close. <laughs> this close to eating you. <laughs> um let's see. Seuss eats his pants. Uh Seuss is Seuss. Uh, you gotta trust the rappers. Yeah. Um Differ is trying to like put everything together and he's he excited. Wants to solve all the secrets. Yeah. McGucket has a re revelation. <laughs> yeah. Revelation. Oh my gosh, my words. <laughs> a revolution. <laughs> um Yeah. Um I don't like it. I have a hard time with this one. Cuz like there's neat character create like things and I'm like, I don't know. I could see like I never got stressed and burnt out to the point that old man Magaka gets. Please let me forget everything. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. I I'll go. I don't know. It's like I <laughs> I'm just I'm real tough. We'll, we'll put Jeff. <laughs> we'll put, I can't think of anyone right now. I'll put Jeff. It's <laughs> just just making like I'm gonna eat y'all if you don't do what I want. <laughs> I say that as a, a, a DM, GM, referee, keeper, whatever. You will find a way. I will find a way to eat their character. I almost killed their characters. <laughs> <laughs> we played Call of Cthulhu yesterday. And, uh, I think. Yep. So then we have favorite character. Part of me is leaning towards making my favorite character um, the guy married to a woodpecker. <laughs> great. It's great. Not <laughs> great. <laughs> Um, who else had, I mean, McGucket always has good one-liners, mm -hmm. but this one, like, mm, Let's see, is there a quote section? There should be quotes. I thought there were. There, yeah, there were, but I think there are more for, like, specific characters. Oh, like, all compiled together. Yeah. Um. Wait, can I change my... I want to change my answer, because, like, I realized what it would be. Uh, and the thing is, I didn't think of it because this character do is in the episode but never actually shows up. I want to be a little big dog. Oh, yeah, the rapper. The rapper, because uh, I've been told many of times of, stop singing, and, dude, this is hilarious, keep singing. There we go. That one fits a lot more. <laughs> there we go. 
Uh, I'm gonna put. I think I'm gonna put my favorite as uh, woodpecker guy. Oh, I have him my favorite at another time. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Consistency. <laughs> Episode eight when he. I think he yeah, first shows, shows up. up. Yeah, it's what Tremble. That's when he gets married. Yeah. Um. You never let me go on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Not good. <laughs> uh, so who is your favorite? Abuelita. If only she was here. She's always here. <laughs> She's in the, in the background. She said that Seuss's life is her soap opera. Now I have to put... I vacuum now. <laughs> I vacuum now. Uh, I have to put McGucket. Uh, oh, fair. He, oh, he cracks me up. He is like... McGucket is the character that when I'm not running a game, it I realize like my tabletop playing characters that I play, it's either Stan or McGucket. <laughs> it's like those character types. Mm-hmm. So my my old thinking about it, my old Alan Monk pretty much is stan it's this ex-criminal grumpy old man that doesn't want to do anything <laughs> and just complains but then he just beats everything up and doesn't die <laughs> good for him i wish he died i have a really fun second character concept but it'll that, happen eventually yeah i don't know i i gave him the path of the the dead or something like that and just mainly because he's gotten like so close to death almost every time we play and mm -hmm. he just doesn't die and i'm like go figure i want this character to die to be to move forward and now he isn't but anyway that's a different thing maybe if we talk about tabletop role-playing games again we can get uh we talk more about that but we're not this is the end of the episode if you guys liked it good for you let Do us know to let it yeah let us know that you liked it like comment share hit the uh, thumbs up hit the subscribe button if you're wait. on itunes hit the stars maybe i'll remember to check the star rating one of these days before we hit record we'll give you shout outs if we remember yeah it'll but... sound like this ah good thing you have a noise gate <laughs> at least on zoom oh uh, i didn't i didn't scream that loud it's it's 30 sorry it's 15 minutes away before your pre-scheduled fun nighttime activity and so I it's also late here and I'm not gonna go yelling often. Maybe. Perhaps. But yes, uh The future holds many possibilities. <laughs> uh we appreciate you listening this far. And again, like we said, we'd appreciate if you do any of the things that may let us know that you like it and that maybe you can introduce us to new audiences. Until next episode where we talk about what's the next episode of uh, Gravity Falls? Existential Crisis. Lennon's game. Oh, this is a fun one. Yeah, we're back at saying this is a good episode. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't remember Society of the Blind Eye. I, but... I, I like after watching it, I liked it. I like I like this episode, and it's like I remember it. I just never remember when it's supposed to happen. <laughs> the order of events. Yeah, that's fair. And so, and but it's like after watching, it's like there's no way this could happen any earlier <laughs> oh we'll have a chance to talk about role-playing games the episode dungeons dungeons and more dungeons is coming up yeah that's what in uh a couple well isn't that like i don't know which episode that is 
uh, five more episodes. Yeah, I was like, that, that's a double digi episode, I think. Let's see. It is episode 13. So. Ooh, but episode 10, episode 10, I think, is one of my favorites as well. Anyway, there's good episodes coming up. Season 2 is good. Pay attention or watch the show, eat cookies. Okay? Bye.